Listen, we are super excited uh, to be with you this morning, to have a chance to share with you what I believe the Lord has said for us to kind of set our course for 2024. Uh, it's interesting when you're walking with God that you don't always know exactly where he's taking you, but you always know it's someplace good. Yes. Uh, and so we started a conversation with you literally about a month and a half ago, where we started talking about this, this, we started talking about seed time and harvest and how that seed time and harvest is something that believers must understand. I'm a firm believer that once you get born again, the number one thing you must learn is how to walk by faith. You, you, you have to learn how to live a life of faith. Yes. The Bible says that all of the promises of God, all of them, every single one all is received, received by faith. By faith. Absolutely. And so you can be born again and don't know how to uh, live by faith. And as a result, you miss out on so many promises that God has for you. Except that God teaches us that when we understand what faith is, there are then responsibilities that mm -hmm. we have in order to walk things out. Uh, every faith promise, every prophecy, uh, everything that God tells us has a, a faith process to it. And so one of the things we started talking about was this idea of understanding seed, time, and harvest and how seed, time, and harvest is absolutely and unequivocally a part of God's kingdom. It is the currency of his kingdom. God has no need for our money. God has no need for diamonds and jewels and anything that we consider valuable. What God considers valuable is what we consider valuable. And so because we see money as valuable, because we see our time as valuable, then those things become seeds that we can plant into the kingdom that produce a harvest for us. And so we spent time talking about that. And that, that kind of took us down this road of understanding that even when it comes to seed time and harvest, we are not supposed to be responsible for the seed or the bread. Our responsibility is to trust and believe God. That is our responsibility to always make sure that we're walking in obedience, to always make sure that we're walking in love and to always make sure that no matter what, our heart is turned to God, that we lean not to our own understanding. In other words, that we don't become these self-reliant individuals who think that somehow we have a way of making something happen. We don't make things happen. We believe God for what he's already done. And so we started talking about moving from self-reliance to God dependency. And in doing that, through my studies and Pastor John and I talking back and forth and doing different things, on my walk, God started just talking to me about what he wanted to do not only in my life personally uh, and in my family's life and in this ministry's life, but what he wants to do for all of us who are called to Fellowship of Champions Church International, this global ministry that he has blessed us with. And so uh, today what I want to do is I, I want to read the guiding word to you. OK, and the great thing about the guiding word is when you when you read it, there's 70 something of us on here right now different sections will stick out to every single person the first time you read it because there's going to be something that's going to resonate with you for where you are in your life. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to read it first and then Pastor Sean and I will take our time and just kind of go through each section and just kind of share with you uh, in this section, here's how this is validated by God's word. Because I'm a firm believer that if you receive a word from God, God is always going to use his word to back that up. He's not just speaking something uh, that is not tied to his word. 
Uh, God's word is the foundation. It is the thing that keeps us. And so uh, I want to do that this morning. I don't know if you want to share something before we do that, but I want to I want to read that to you this morning at some point. I just want to encourage you guys right now. Stop right now. Tag somebody. Stop right now. There are friends and partners of this ministry. I want you to tag them. I want you to say, get who's excited about 2024? Who is expecting God to do great things? I'm expecting great things every single day of my life mm -hmm. because our God is a great God. And one of the things I want you to pay attention to when you hear the God in word is this isn't new. No, this is not new. God keeps saying the same thing to us because he wants us to receive. And so it's so because faith comes by hearing. Right. And the thing that I really love is that how divinely God has set us up, because what you are about to read to us, the only way it even works is if we are a people who aren't self-reliant. Yes. Yeah. We have to be a people that are God reliant. We are Holy Spirit led. I want you to declare that I am led by the spirit. I'm led by the spirit of God to be led by the spirit of God, to be obedient to God, to be God dependent, to not be self-reliant. They are all the same thing. It is to put the weight of your life on God. So as we get ready to hear this, I want everybody to take a deep breath. And I want you to just imagine yourself falling back into the word of God. Mm -hmm. I want you to imagine putting the weight of your life, your money, your health, your marriage, your mindset. You're like, I'm bringing all of this to you. There's no need for me to try to figure it out. You already know the way. All I have to do, and it reminds me of this, and then I'm going to let Pastor Edwin read. When we, whenever there is snow and ice out, one of the things that, that you always do for me is you will say, step where I step. Like if we're trying to get into the church or mm -hmm. if we're trying to get to the car, mm -hmm. you always say to me, you don't have to make your own path, babe. Step where I step because it's going to be secure where I've already stepped. When we're led by the spirit of God, we are stepping where God has already stepped mm -hmm. and we know that we're going to be secure and we're going to be safe and we're going to walk in victory. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's actually a wonderful illustration because if we will step in the places that God has stepped for us, we are less likely number one to get off path. And number two, we're less likely to slip while we're on the path. Right. And so it's important yeah, that's that, good. We, that we walk where God is telling us to walk, which is really a lot of what, you know, we, we, this phrase, I don't know that we coined it, but this guiding word, it seems like the last several years, God has given us like this word that kind of just leads us. And I believe really what he's doing is he's He's walked out our paths already. And what he's saying is, hey, in this next season of your life, here are the steps. Here's what I want your attention to be directed to. You know, there was there was one year he gave us the year of release, right? You know, and, 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 and we saw literally the Lord release so much to us in, in, in the next following years after that. Um, this year, I don't know that this has a, a name for it. I didn't, I didn't put one on there because he didn't give me one. Uh, and I ain't trying to add something to it. Uh, but I, I really believe that what God is saying to us in this next season uh, is going to be so profound because I think we've learned how, how to, even if we weren't doing it intentionally, how to intentionally lean on him. How to intend, not just, oh, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to lean on God. 
But even when we think we know what to do, how we're going to lean and trust on God, because that is where you start to see what, what we call the miraculous. And what he says in the guiding word is this supernatural. And I think the supernatural is birth when we when we really start to rely and depend on God and get out of that season of self-reliance. Absolutely. If you think about go back to the year of release, the year of release that was 2019, mm -hmm. that was just, before the, just pandemic. before the pandemic. How many of you saw God take care of you during the pandemic? Absolutely. How many of you increased Absolutely. during the pandemic? That's How many of you have miracles that if you were sick, you were healed? How many of you have miracles that you never got COVID? How many of you just saw God do amazing things? He prepared us for that. He didn't say to us, hey, guys, a pandemic is coming. Right. He said, there is a release this year. Mm -hmm. I got you. You need to understand that God gives us a word so that we know he has us no matter what happens. And here's what we get to choose every time we get a word from God. Yeah. Okay. We get to choose whether we are going to hang on. And I remember in the pandemic, baby, listen, I don't care what was going on. People would be on this live and they would be saying, I'm still increasing. I'm still progressing. I'm whole. We had confessions about standing against COVID. We, we, we literally, and we look back and we have so many testimonies from that time. We also have so many comparisons with other ministries where we talk about how the Lord just kept us. And even in something as crazy as a pandemic, it was a good year. 2020 was a good year. 2021 was a good year. What's the difference in whether it's a good year or a bad year? It's whether we give our attention to what God is saying. So now we're standing at a crossroads again. We're getting ready to go into a new year. There are all these reports that are going to keep coming because the Bible says in the last days we're going to hear about plagues and rumors of wars and wars and all of that different stuff. And then God says, I got you. Yeah. Which one are you going to choose? Are you going to choose? I got to live crazy because the world is crazy. Or are you going to choose? God has me. The Lord is my shepherd. I encourage you, I behoove you, as the Apostle Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, my brothers and sisters, choose to believe God. If you choose to believe God, not only will you be preserved, but you will become a testimony of his absolute faithfulness, even in the midst of chaos. And can I tell you something? He's still releasing He's still releasing. Yes, he is. He's still releasing. Yes, he is. And if you believe that, you ought to type that in the comment section. He is still releasing. He's still releasing. He's still releasing. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't just, I'm only going to do it from 2020 to 2021 or 2022. He is still releasing. And in fact, you're going to find out today, he's got more release for us. You know what I think is interesting? When we get prophetic words off the time, when, we, when somebody says God is getting ready to do it's not that he's getting ready to do it as it's more that we are becoming aware of what is available mm -hmm. to us. So once the word, the year of release was released, it's always the year of release. It's like Jubilee. Yes. When Ju Jubilee was at an appointed time and when Jesus came, he said it's now perpetual Jubilee. It's perpetual Jubilee. Jubilee is deliverance. This this guiding word we have, right? right? It's a word of deliverance. It's a word of victory. Yeah. It's a word of overcome. I just want you to get into it because it's so good. You just, 
You read. I'm going to be quiet. Okay. Right, I'm going to read. Okay. If you haven't liked the broadcast yet, if you have a chance, go ahead and like it. Make sure that you click the love or the like button because that helps with the analytics too. I know you guys are tagging and sharing, and that's great. I do want to mention that when we finish today's um, message, the guiding word will be, uh, it's already scheduled to be posted uh, in both the Fellowship of Champions page and group. So you don't have to worry about trying to trying to grab it right now. I just want you to just let this soak in and hear it. You'll have a chance to uh, to, to copy the entire guiding word um, as, as soon as this message is over, it'll be posted. All right. Amen. So here's what um, the Lord is saying to us for 2024. And I'm excited about it. It says, I am your father in covenant. And I declare unto you, that there has been a shift in the realm of the spirit. And these future days are the days that I have long prepared for you. The supernatural shall increase, praise God, in every area of your life. So prepare yourselves, for I have opened heaven's gates wide for you. And those who believe and those who will receive I'll begin to perform mighty acts on their behalf. There will be an increase in angelic assistance. There will be an increase of the miraculous and my glory shall manifest in different ways. So prepare yourselves for you'll be unable to explain it. Praise God. My mighty works will be at hand and they will be marvelous. Stay calm, no matter what you notice happening in the world. I've got you, and all shall be well. I've decided long ago that this time shall appear, a time for my glory to be near. So as you walk, do it with joy and peace, for my supernatural will escort you through the heat. You'll not have to worry about defeat, for my supernatural will escort you through the battle. And you will not have to be concerned about the financial problems that will be forecast. For my supernatural will provide for you both seed and bread. Remember my covenant with you. I am your father and you are my children. And now it is time for you to see the full benefits of me being your God. For my supernatural is now at hand. Welcome it. Walk in it. Have faith in it. And rejoice in it as I escort you into victory. And that is what the Lord has said for us for 2024. Now, I think we ought to just take a second and wherever you are, I want you to let's take a minute and let's pray into this word. I want you to begin to pray in the spirit. I want you to begin to pray. The Bible says when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we release most holy faith. So we're going to take one minute, 30, 60 seconds, and we're going to pray over this word in the spirit, asking God to illuminate, to give us revelation, to give us insight, and to allow our most holy faith to be connected to this. Let's go. 
Mande le bekosoto inana mande bekosoto rekeshe la bokosoto la mande bekosoto la mande bekeshe isande le bekosoto nana mande bekosoto ro nana nana mande le bekeshe bekosoto la mande le bekeshe bekosoto la mande bekosoto rande le bekeshe bekosoto la mande bekosoto Amen. I want you to put in the comments, it shall be seen in my life. It shall be seen in my life. It shall be seen. You got to stir your faith up. It shall be seen in my life. One of the very first things of the uh, 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 very first paragraphs of the guiding word, it says, I am your father in covenant. I love this. If you go back to the guiding word last year, it says, I am your father in covenant. God is trying to get us to understand who he is to us. He is our father in covenant. I love this because this goes right along with what you've been teaching. There is no need to be self-reliant when we have a father that we are in covenant with. Yeah. And if you understand the power of covenant and you understand the the power of true fatherhood, when he matches those two things together, it is an inseparable force. Absolutely. Literally the very first line when let me translate this. I am your father in covenant. That phrase right there. You ought to meditate on that phrase all this week. This is what it means. I got you, boo. That's what it means. I got you, boo. Abba, what's going on with it? I got you. What about the job? I got you. What about what's happening with your kids? I got you. And this right here, I was thinking about this as I read it because you gave me the opportunity to read it several times. I am your father in covenant. I got you, boo. Right. All I need you to do is to follow me because I got you. I got you. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to know the way. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is get behind me and let me lead you into the place that I have for you. And I don't know about you, but if you really receive that, it should take away all stress, all anxiety, all frustration. It is literally the way the, especially the girls are when they are with you, there is not a care in the world. When you think about this phrase, I am your father of covenant. For me, I remember getting the visual of covenant years ago. And it was a, the, the rabbi, I forget his name, 
but when he talked about it, he said that a covenant really works like this. If you were to take a pa- a pouch and it had white salt in it and somebody else had a pouch and it had white salt in it, they would take a pinch of that salt from their pouch and someone else would take a pinch from theirs. They would put that salt in each other's pouch and they would shake it up. And they would say that the only way that covenant could be broken is if you could find the exact granules of salt and return them all to their respective pouches. To me, that is so powerful because you know how hard, there's no way possible that you could take salt from one pouch and another, exchange them, shake them up, and then try to figure out which of those granules go back into that thing. And when he says, I am your father in covenant, he says, it, it, it solidifies for me that it doesn't, even, it doesn't even matter what mistakes I make. He's still going to be my father. Now, I'm not out here just trying to make mistakes, but I'm not going to let the enemy convince me that because I made a mistake, somehow God is not for me anymore. You said, you said that that phrase, I am your father in covenant, means I got you, bro. That means he got me no matter what. No matter what. I may blow it. I may not get it right. But he is he is telling me. I'm not asking. He's telling me I am your father in covenant. The only way we break this covenant is if you could break a salt covenant and you can't break a salt covenant. So he says he says in the covenant I cut with you was through blood. I am your father in covenant. We're going through this next year with no more worries. Because, listen, God is so committed to covenant that the Bible says if you make your bed in hell, God is so committed to covenant that even when we get off track, even when we go our own way, he keeps pulling us and wooing us and drawing us back to him. That You know, one of the things that I think believers really miss sometimes is that we don't stop and think. Now, hear me. Nobody thinks you should just, if you love God, you shouldn't just be out here living any kind of way. That's not what we're talking about. But I want you to think about this. The Bible says when we were yet sinners, Mm -hmm. he was reconciling us. He was drawing us back to himself. I don't know how we allow anybody, any lying demon to teach us that God would fight for us when we aren't walking with him, but he somehow stops fighting for us when we are walking Mm -hmm. with him. It just doesn't make sense. He loves us so much that he keeps, that even when we get off track, even when we get in the wrong relationship, when we make the wrong financial decision, when we're making living in the wrong city, when we got the wrong mindset, he still just keeps bringing people, bringing revelation, getting the Holy Spirit to speak to us. When we when, when we are in a bad situation, God doesn't look at us and go, that's what you get. Yeah. God goes, let me help you. Yeah. Let me untangle you. Some of you may be sitting in situations right now that you know you got yourself into. God is not sitting there mocking you. God is not sitting there saying that he hopes you continue to suffer. He is saying, let me untangle you. If you're tangled up in something, I want you to just put in the comments, untangle me. Untangle me. Untie me. 
You can fight for me. And I think that if we see God as our father in covenant, then we stop fighting the God who's fighting for us. I agree. When we see how much he loves us, how much he cares about us, how in how much he is invested in us, we stop fighting him when he's fighting us. So the next thing I want you to say is you're saying untangle me. Now I want you to say, I surrender. Yeah. I'm done fighting. I surrender. I'm done fighting. It is understanding um, two things. When we walk, you do this thing. Um, you did it twice yesterday. Um, it doesn't matter where I'm walking. If I'm in front of you, if I'm behind you, if you see a dog, you are going to adjust yourself and put yourself between me and that dog. Right. You do. I, do you know you do it? Not necessarily. There is never a dog on our walk mm. and you do not slow down, speed up and you put yourself in between me and that dog. Mm. In the time since we've been walking together, because you are so consistent in that, I don't even pay attention to the dog anymore to see what the dog is doing. Mm. All I do is pay attention to you. Mm. All I do is follow you. I want somebody to get that. God puts himself in between whatever might be of danger mm. to us. We don't need to focus on the danger. Mm. All we need to do is focus on him. I literally, anybody who knows, knows that when I first started walking, one of the reasons I hated to walk was because of dogs, right? When I'm with you, I don't even look twice at them dogs. I'm like strict here. You need to be like, God is here. Mm. Well, God is here. These be God is here. This disease, God is here. I'm focused on you and then I'm focused on him. And so I stopped fighting what he's doing in my life. Now I can remember a time when we first started walking that you would say to me, come on. And I would stop. Why would I stop? Because instead of looking at you, I was looking at the dog. Mm -hmm. Many of us were acting like this. Give your undivided attention to God. And let God take care of the rest of the stuff. Don't give trouble your attention. Don't get, put that in the comments. Don't give trouble your attention. Don't give trouble your attention. Listen, you mentioned this now. I had, I had to go find it. Uh, it's Psalms 139, 8 and 10. And it wasn't in our notes. And so I just put up in the comment section. And I'll just grab it and, and show it here. But you mentioned this. And this is when we're talking about God being our father in covenant. Here is literally what he's saying. He says, if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in, in hell, behold, guess what? Thou art there. <laughs> he said, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, guess what? He says, even there thy shall thy hand, thy hand lead, lead me, me and thy right hand should do what? Hold me. In other words, I got you. This is a scripture. You, this is a scripture that you can go back and meditate and read over and over again. The psalmist, they're singing this song and they're literally saying, God, you got us. 
God has God, us. you got us. If I ascend up into heaven, you're going to be there. If I make my bed in hell, you're going to be there. If I take a wings and go into the sky, you're going to be there. If I go to the depths of the sea, you're going to be there. Your hand is going to be there. Your right hand is going to be upholding me. There's something we can learn from Moses and from Mary. When Moses is getting ready to leave the, pe the pe children of God, the children of Israel into the promised land, mm -hmm. God says, I'm going to send you. Moses said, mm -mm. if you ain't going, I ain't going. Yeah. He like, I don't want no angel. I don't want no cloud if you're yeah. not there. I want your heart to be so full. That's like, listen, if I was about to walk into the thing I've been dreaming about, if God ain't going, I ain't going. That's it. If it, it I and then Mary says, Do you want to know the secret to all success? Mary says, Whatever Ever he, he tells you, you to, to do, do, do it. That's the secret it. to success. Whatever do God it. asks you to do, do it. Do it. Why? He's do, your father in covenant. He's your father in covenant. Whatever he asks you. Now, this isn't in our notes either, but I need you to give them a summary because you messed around and said the blood. Tell us about, tell give them a summary of the thing you watched yesterday about what we know about the blood. Oh, well, it's, it's, I, I'll, I really don't want to do that because I don't, don't want to do it justice because it's a, it's a, it's a lot of science behind it. But basically the genesis of it was, is that they were able, some scientists uh, recently were able to get what they believed was blood from the Ark of the Covenant. And they were explaining that blood dies. And when blood dies, you can't get a chromosome detection from it, if I'm saying that right. You can get DNA from it. You can get some other things from it. But when blood dies, you can't get chromosome detection from it. And anyway, the guy had taken the blood to one of the leading labs in Israel, and he had asked them to do some different technical things to it or whatever. Um, and they said, OK, they would do it. Uh, and they, they did it. They were able to uh, extract, I guess, parts of DNA or something from it. He then asked them to do something else. They said it would take 48 hours, but there was no use in doing that because the blood was dead. He said he understood. He just wanted them to try it. And apparently they did it. And uh, he came back in 48 hours. And whatever they did, uh, they would normally do to blood when they were trying to extract chromosomes or whatever they were doing. Well, to their surprise, the women in the lab, the lab director, they, they couldn't understand what was happening because they were able to extract these chromosomes. Um, and they basically what they what they find, if I'm saying this correctly, if I'm not watch the video, I'll send it to you if you ask me for it. Uh, basically, uh, individuals have a pair of chromosomes has like 23 pair of chromosomes, I guess it is. Um, which is 46 chromosomes. Well, in this particular sample, they only found 23. And they couldn't explain how they could get just 23 chromosomes from, from blood. They didn't know what had happened. They couldn't explain it. And ultimately, um, you know, of course, you get an X or Y or XX or whatever it is. Well, what they were able to determine from this particular sample, and the guy who was doing this is a, is a scientist, right? He's a, He didn't say he was a non-believer, but he was... He was he was a scientist. But when they discovered that in that particular blood, that that particular blood literally came from um, that well, the chromosome came from one person and they could determine it was female. They could not find the chromosomes of the male. 
in that particular blood sample. Uh, but they were able to determine uh, from the blood that that individual was uh, male. And so they surmised that it, it, it literally was um, from the blood of Christ. Um, now, the guy is crying when he's telling the story, and I'm doing a horrible job of it. I can't tell you all the technical aspects of it, but I encourage anybody who is interested in both the science of things and also the God of things to watch that video because it was absolutely amazing. I'm telling you, you could feel the anointing in the video. The people in the labs were crying. Uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was undeniable through science that what was important was is they kept saying you cannot get these chromosomes from dead blood and that's what was important that the blood of christ is still alive, alive. the blood is alive it's still alive and i mean the it was it, it was one of those things where you it, you it takes you a minute to take it all in and if you're a non-believer that's fine whatever it is what it is but if you know who your father in covenant is if you know who god is if you know what he did by sending us jesus christ and you watch that video and you don't come away with 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 an emotional attachment to it uh i, I don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you when you you were playing when you were playing you had me listen to part of it and literally I, all I could think about is growing up, my grandmother used to sing the blood will never lose mm -hmm. its power. It's a song in a hymnal. Mm -hmm. And now the scientists mm -hmm. are confirming that the blood of Jesus is still alive. And so we're sitting here wondering if God cares. He's like, I'm your father in covenant. The one who 2000 years later, my blood is still alive. His blood can't die. His, His blood can't die. They said that there was no way to get chromosomes out of dead blood. That's what the scientists said. Anybody just want to praise the Lord right now? I think it's important for you to say that because if we understand the blood of Jesus, it, it, it's still alive mm -hmm. today. How in the world would we ever convince ourselves that God doesn't care or God is uninterested or God won't take care or his of supernatural us or won't his do what he has promised it will do in this next season of our lives. Come on, you ought to give God some praise because yeah. the blood is alive. He says, I am your father in covenant. When when you when when I was listening to that video, I got up and I went to the bathroom. I just started shouting in the bathroom because I was like, "The blood is alive. Yes. The blood, you, the blood. That's the reason I'm born again. Yes. The blood. That's the reason that yes. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. The blood that says that He, for His sake, became poor that I might become rich. The blood that heals. The blood that delivers." Ain't no way in the world that I'm going to really believe in this blood and I got time to be looking at trouble because I'm looking at my father in covenant and there has been a shift. Yeah, and I think the shift is we are we are we are going that idea of not looking at the problem. I'm no longer going to be self-reliant. I'm going to be God dependent. And I think when we get that revelation, that is the revelation he says, now there's been a shift. Now there's, there's a been shift. a shift in the spirit. Why? Because now you can interact with me the way you are supposed to be interacting. You're not looking to yourself or even looking to the problem. You're looking to someone that's greater than you and someone that's greater than the problem. You are looking to me. And these are the days.
These are the days, the days when you get this revelation that I have long prepared for you. That is so good. I was just thinking about this glory to God. God is so gracious and so mindful of us. He he really does want us to live in victory. Come on, can somebody just put the blood in the comments? Listen, I'm so stared up about this because the truth of it is, is that none of this matters for us if it's not for Jesus shed blood. Right. And because of the shedding of his blood, there is, we are redeemed, we are set free, we are reconciled. And now he's saying, don't just go to heaven, learn how to pull heaven into the earth. The supernatural power of God allows you to pull heaven into the earth. And he says, there are days I have long prepared for you. I want y'all to hear me, guys. God does not just want us to get emotional no. about the blood. No. Now there is some emotion there to the is. blood. Because it's a lie. Because <laughs> it's a lie. But he wants it to change how we live. And one of the things that I have been practicing saying that I encourage you guys to say, one of the things we've been teaching in this ministry for over 20 something years is that faith is already done. Mm -hmm. I encourage you to begin to speak about things that way. I am already healed. I am already delivered. I am already free. So in this right here, when it talks about the super, the supernatural is already working in my life. I believe that one word already totally shifts our perspective. God is not going to get us out of debt. He is opening our eyes to see that we are already out of debt so that we can be partakers in it. God is not going to heal us. God has already healed us so that we can, uh, when we get that revelation, right? The shift that you said is that we get that revelation. Yes. We begin to approach our situations as though we already have mastery, not that we're waiting on yes. God to give us mastery. Yes. It's already done. We already have the victory. We are already seated in heavenly places. It is already, it's done. already done. It's already done. And so when you you begin to see that it's already done, there's no reason to be anxious. Yep. There is no reason to be anxious. It is already done. Every problem you think you have, every big dog you yep. think you have looking at you, yep. he has already given you the victory. Yep. Say, I already have the victory. I already have the victory. I already have the victory. Yes, already done. And I want us to meditate on this as we're looking at this scripture, I mean, this guiding word that we begin to say, no, it's all, it was done the moment he said it. All that's happening now is I'm shifting instead of saying, I'm never going to say again, God, are you coming through for me? Right. God, do you see me? God, no, no, no. It's already, it's already done. done. It's already done. Yeah. yeah. This is just so good to me. Yeah. It's, it's already done, right? Yep. And then he says, the supernatural is going to increase in every arena of your life. Mm -hmm. What does every mean? Every. All, all. All of them. No place untouched. No place untouched. Come on and declare that. No place in my life will remain untouched by the supernatural power of God. And the supernatural can increase because as we decrease, he increases. Absolutely. As we decrease, as we become less self-reliant, he increases as we become more God-dependent. 
And literally the supernatural is going to increase in every arena of our life because in every arena of our life, we're going to stop looking at the problem and we're going to keep looking at him more. So we don't look at the problem? No. And we don't look at ourselves? No, because sometimes we become the problem when we look at ourselves. Well, now say that again. <laughs> now, really, we become the problem yes. because we're looking at ourselves. Yes. There are three scriptures in this. We want to give you Deuteronomy 7 and 9. Well, that goes with this one. Yeah. I am your father in covenant. Mm -hmm. I declare unto you that there has been a shift in the realm of the spirit. And these future days are the days I have long prepared for you. I want you to see these places where God identifies himself as either our father or our father in covenant. And we really want to look at this in Deuteronomy 7 and 9. It says, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Do I have any God lovers out there? I'm a God lover. I'm a God lover. If I have any God lovers, let me see seven in the comments. Here is the promise to every God lover. You need to know that the Lord thy God, he is God the faithful God who keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. That's me. Yep, I'm a whosoever. Yeah. I am a whosoever. He's a faithful covenant keeping God. He is a faithful covenant keeping God. Amen to that. Let's take our focus off of ourselves. Mm -hmm. He is a faithful covenant keeping God. Yes. What about you, Ivy? He is a faithful yep. covenant keeping God. What about you, Etoy, Joshua, Secunda, Sonya? You met, but he is yeah. a faithful covenant keeping God. He is. And you got to believe that with every fiber of your being. He is. You have to believe that because if you believe it, then it makes it easy for you to continue to keep his commandments, even in the face of some of the most audacious situations. You can trust God. God is faithful. It's already done. He's a faithful covenant. He's a faithful covenant to God. God. Second Corinthians. Yeah. You, you, want, you want me to read Second Corinthians 6 and 18? And I will be a father unto you. All you people who like, I don't have a daddy. The Bible just told you that you do. Yeah. And I will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. God is my father. God is my father. That's my confession. God, God is, is my, my father, father. And he's a father of covenant. And he covenant. is a covenant keeping <laughs> God. So I faithful do you understand God. how this could free billions of people? It really could. It's so many people like my daddy wasn't there, my mama wasn't there, my mom and daddy, they gone. I don't have nobody. But 2 Corinthians 6 and 18 tells me, I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So wait a minute. Not only is God my father, but he is a faithful covenant keeping God. Mm -hmm. Now that's just good right there. Yes. He is a somebody, y'all all say hallelujah, praise the Lord, hearts, fire, all of that stuff. He is my father he is. and he is a covenant he keeping a covenant God. God. You may not have had a natural good daddy. You may have had a good natural daddy that had limited resources, but in spite of whoever your natural daddy is, you have a heavenly father who is a faithful covenant keeping God. He is not a distant father. He is he not is a distant an, God. He, the Bible says he is ever present, especially in times of trouble. Hallelujah. He's a present God. He is a covenant keeping God. He is. And he's my dad. Amen. He is my dad. Amen. Galatians 3 and 26. 
It says, for you are all the children of God. How? By, By faith. faith in Christ Jesus. If you are a born again believer, you are a child of God. Amen. And your God is a covenant keeping God. I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. And I receive it by faith. And because I receive it by faith, you can't talk me out of it. Not you, not the devil, not nobody. I am a child of the Most High. I am a child of El Elyon. I am a child of God, and I am a child connected through my elder brother, Jesus Christ. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. And my father is a good, good father. Amen. He is a good father. Amen. Now, you want to read that again and then do those scriptures? We can. And I just, I, I want you to understand, this is what we do We'll do it till this time next year with the guiding word. We're looking at the guiding word and we're not just reading it. We're saying, okay, God, what, where is the scripture that I need to be studying and meditating on that connects with this, that solidifies this? And this is why we're giving you some of these scriptures today. You know, when you started reading Psalms 139, I thought, oh man, I forgot. That's, a, that's another one I'm adding to my list to solidify me with that, right? And so the second part of this, the second part of this guiding word or the next paragraph that we read, it says it like this. It says the supernatural shall increase in every arena of your life. He says, so prepare yourselves. How do I prepare myself? By realizing that he that I'm a child of God, that he is my father in covenant and he is a faithful covenant keeping God. Amen. That's how I prepare myself. Amen. He says, for I have opened yes. heaven's gates wide for you. So everything heaven has to offer that belongs to me has been made available to me. And not that it was just made available, but I can receive it now because I'm no longer this person who is in a position of looking at the problem or being self-reliant. But now I'm looking to God. That's what Jesus did. Jesus was not self-reliant when he had to feed the 5,000. You better preach. He wasn't self-reliant. He took what was he took what he had in the earth, and the Bible says that he took it, that he turned and he looked toward heaven and he blessed it. He empowered it. How? Because all of heaven's gates were open toward him because he was so dependent on his father. And he said, So prepare yourselves, for I've opened heaven gates wide for you. And those who believe, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. And I'm those who will receive, I'm, I'm a receiver. receiver. I'm, a, I'm believer a believer and a receiver. I'm a believer and a receiver. He says, I'm going to begin, I'm going to begin to perform mighty acts on their behalf. That means I need to be in a, in a position of expectation to seeing God do some things in my life that I've never seen before. That's my expectation. I have expectation that there are going to be greater things happening for me in 2024 than ever happened in my life before. And let me give you guys this word of caution. This is a good thing, but we don't start looking at the thing. This is where people get distracted sometimes. So for example, somebody says, I'm believing God to be dead free. Amen. I'm Amen. believing God to be dead free. But I don't get so consumed by looking at debt freedom that I stop looking at God. Right, right. I keep my eyes on God. Jesus was believing to feed the 5,000. Yes. He did not look at the 5,000. Yes. He looked 
at God. Yes. Many of us, when God gives us a promise, we look at the promise. Does this make sense to you guys? We start looking to the promise. So we say, I'm believing for death freedom. I ain't seen nothing show up. I'm believing to be married. I haven't seen anything to be. No, I am looking at God and God will supply. I don't measure what God is doing by what I'm seeing. Amen. I measure what God is doing by what he has said. Yes. Now I'm going to say that again for you. Yes. I do not measure what God is doing by what I am seeing. I measure what God is doing by what he has said. Yeah. I think a great example of it is many of you know, if you follow Ralph and April, you know that they are in the middle of or at the end of finishing a remodel on a house, mm -hmm. right? The Lord gave them a word that there was a house mm -hmm. for them, right? It was not their forever home, but it was their next home. They begin to look for this home. And when they are looking, many times what they go see doesn't match what God sees. Mm -hmm. They don't go, well, ain't no houses for us. Oh, God must have missed it. Or God must have missed it. Or maybe we didn't hear God. They keep looking. And then at this, they keep looking, but they keep serving God. Mm -hmm. They keep their confession. They keep full of expectation. Yep. Interest rates go up. They yep. stay full of expectation. Yep. And then one day when they least expect it, they find a house that is sitting in plain sight that is perfect for what they need in this yep. season. Yep. You don't allow the thing you think you want to pull you away from God. It's never the thing. He is the prize. Use his word as the anchor, not, yes. with, not, your, not your sight. Yes. That's why the Bible says we must walk by faith and not by sight. His word should be the anchor. Hebrews I actually says I that, I right? I determine what God is doing based on what God has said, not based on what I'm seeing. Based on what he said. Based on what he said. The Bible says in Hebrews that the word will anchor your soul. So, but guys, if you don't get in his word, yeah. his word won't anchor your soul. You have an anchor that's available yes. to you, but you got to put the word in your heart because the reality of it is, is that the only reason that God would ever need to tell us to walk by faith and to fear not is if there was going to be an opportunity that what he says does not look like it's coming to pass. Yes. So we have to let the word be the anchor. I believe it's already done because he said it. Because he said it. Because he said I it. believe that supernatural happenings are going to increase in my life because he said because it. Because he said it. I believe that he is going to do new things in my life and there are going to be new things I'm going to get to experience, not because I haven't seen it yet, but because he said it. Because he said it. I believe it because he said it. And so in Hebrews, I mean, in Isaiah 43 and 19, it says, behold, I will do a new thing. Mm -hmm. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God wants to do a new thing. You know what I love? I really love the last part of this scripture. A way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Mm -hmm. That means in the midst of impossibility. It doesn't look like there is any kind of option, yep. any kind of way out. He says, but I make a way in the wilderness and I make rivers in the desert. In other words, I'm going to do some supernatural stuff. I'm going to do some supernatural That's stuff. That's what he's you. saying. I'm going to do some supernatural things for you. I'm going to do some supernatural stuff. I'm going to do some things for you that can only be done when you become God dependent. Yes. Yes. There are things that will only be done for us when we become God 
dependent. Yep. It's the only way they happen. As long as we are dependent on ourselves, on our intellect, on our credit scores, on our what's the money in our account, on what the doctor said, there are things we are going to miss out on. That's why he's saying God does not ask us to surrender because he's an egomaniac. Nope. God asks us to surrender because he is the only one equipped to take good care of us. Yeah. Which is why he says in Ephesians 3.20, now unto him. That is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. What is the power working in us? It's our faith and our ability to be God dependent. That's the power source inside of us. Well, what, what do we got to do to make heaven come into the earth? We ain't making heaven come into the earth. What we're doing is opening ourselves up to what heaven has already made available. We, 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 we think the we, our work is to believe. That, that really is our work. Our work is to believe so much that we become students of obedience. Students of obedience. That, that I'm, I so believe God that I am, I, 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 whatever God says is what I catch myself doing. I catch myself doing it before I can think myself out of it. I am a student of obedience. Why? Because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could even ask or think according to that power, the faith, my trust in him, my reliance on him that's working in me. And the more it works in me, the more supernatural he can do for me. Jesus says in John, he says, they, the disciples ask, what do we do to do the works of him who sent us? He says, the work is to believe. It's to believe. It's to believe. You know how you become a believer? You stop being so darn self-dependent. Stop looking at those problems. Stop looking at your problems. Stop looking at stop yourself. Stop looking at trouble. What did God say? Yes. Right? It says there will be an increase in angelic assistance. There will be an increase of the miraculous and my glory shall manifest in different ways. In different ways. So prepare yourselves and you'll be unable to explain it. My mighty works will be at hand and they will be marvelous, right? The truth of it is um, there is already an increase of angelic assistance. Mm -hmm. There is already. I guys, I did not die in a wreck. Because of angelic assistance, mm -hmm. there is already an increase of angelic assistance. I think there's going to be more, and it's going to be more awareness that is happening. Absolutely, you know, it's going to be more awareness that is happening. And I think that when he says that there's going to be his glory is going to manifest in different ways, I thought about this particular part of this guiding word when he says, "So prepare yourselves, for you'll be unable to explain it." I, what he said to me personally was, "I don't need you to have a predetermined way." for how this is gonna happen. I just need you to be open to it. I just need you to be open to what I'm gonna do. Don't put me in a box. Don't box me in. Don't determine that this is, the way you used to interact with angels when you were in Conway uh, over there on Deer Street, don't, don't allow that to be the same way you think it's gonna have to happen now. And so for me, I'm encouraging everybody, just be open. When it comes to angelic assistant, be open. You don't know how that's gonna show up. You don't know how God's gonna do it. The Bible tells us that we have to be mindful because we never know when we're entertaining angels, right? I believe that there's going to be a large increase of angelic assistance. There are going to be things that we need to have done and need to have help with, and there are going to be people, and we're going to think they're people who are going to come along and help us and do what we need to get done and all these other things, but they're literally going to be angels that God are sending to us because the Bible says in Psalms 91 and 11 that he shall give his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways.
And I believe there's going to be an increase of it. I'm open. I said, Lord, I'm open. I was walking that day and I said, Lord, I'm open to whatever you want to do. Do I'm asking you, Lord, to help me not put you in a box. This is so good. This is so good. I want to read Hebrews 11. I mean, Hebrews 1 and 14. It says, are they not all ministering spirits mm -hmm. sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Listen, we don't worship angels. We don't have to seek angels. All we have to do is partner with God. The truth of it is, is I was walking the other day and I encountered an angel I had never encountered before. There are so many angels. And I was saying the other day on Facebook, you know, the believers get so consumed about demons. But if you just understand simple math, like if you just understand simple math, if a third of the angels became fallen angels, then two thirds of the angels stayed with God. And that's assuming that God has not made any more angels. So it's always had to be more angels than demons. It so bothers me that believers know this is a spirit. This is a spirit. This is a spirit. You know, 37,000 categories of spirits, but you don't know any angels. Because we've become proficient at looking at the problem. Oh, uh. And God is saying in this season, I got to get you. I got to I got to I got to open your eyes so that you become more God dependent. You, you, you begin to see the kingdom as more real than what you see as the problem and all these demonic issues that are a result of those problems. God, he said there's been a shift in the spirit. I receive it. It's I been a shift. It. It's been a shift in the spirit. It's been a shift for the people who are connected to FOC. It's been a shift for the people on this broadcast this morning. I am telling you things are going to be different because you're going to be different. Well, I'm different. Things are different. I'm different. So then it says, stay calm. Stay calm. No matter what you notice happening in the world. I've got you. Yep. I told you he got Don't you, panic. boo. Don't panic. All shall be well. Yes. I've decided long mm -hmm. ago that this time shall appear, a time for my glory to be near. So as you walk, do it with joy and peace, mm -hmm. for my supernatural will escort you through the heat. Mm -hmm. You shall not have to worry about defeat. For my supernatural will escort you through the battle and you'll not have to be concerned about the financial problems that will be forecast for my supernatural will provide you both seed and bread. This is so important. This is so important. Guys, let me tell you something. You have to train yourself to focus on God. You do. It is not going to happen automatically. You have to train yourself. The fact that he uses the word escort means I have to walk it. I have to walk it. When someone escorts you down the aisle, they may be walking with you and helping you, but you still have a part to play. You got to walk. Someone escorts you to your seat. You, they walk with you and show you where it is, but you still have to go. He says, literally, my supernatural will escort you through the heat. It's going to escort uh, me through defeat, and it's going to escort me through every battle. It's going to escort me through every financial problems. God's supernatural is escorting me in this season. I love this. Do you know all this is really saying to us? Get fully in faith. Because yeah. full faith people, we don't talk about problems. Yeah. We talk about solutions. 
We talk about what God has already done, how God is already dealing with our situation. Listen, I'm not saying you don't have bills. I'm saying that you got to train yourself to say, and God provides mm -hmm. and God instructs and God directs and God favors. I'm not, I'm saying that, that this is what I want you to do. You know, if you, if you hit your foot at night, what comes out of you is what's in you. Yeah. And if cussing comes out of you, that's because cussing is in you. Yep. But if Jesus or tongues comes up out of you, that's because it's what's in you. Yep. I want you to begin to pay attention to how you respond in trouble. Pay attention to what's coming out of you. And if it's not what God is saying, begin to correct immediately. Yes. Begin to correct me. If you find yourself saying to your spouse, I don't know how we're going to afford Christmas. Somebody got to say, wait, that's not what we're doing. We're going to afford Christmas because God takes care of us and he loves our kids. Yes. And, and, and it's, it's one of those things. And that's why you can't allow fear to come in because fear will cause you to start being self-reliant. Fear will cause you to start going back into this idea of I need to control the circumstances when in reality you can't control the circumstances. You can't control everything, but you serve a you, you have a God. You, you have a father who's your father of covenant who can control everything. This is so good. It's why he says in Isaiah 41 and 10, he says this for thou for fear not. It says fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. In other words, he says, don't be worried beyond belief. For I am what? Your God. And I will do what? Strengthen you. Yea, I will do what? Help you. Yea, I will what? Uphold you. With the right hand of my righteousness. That's a lot of help. That's a lot of help. That's a lot of help. He's, he said, I'm going to strengthen you. He's reiterating over and over and over why we don't have to fear. I'm going to strengthen you. Yes. I'm going to help you. And I'm going to uphold you. Yes. How you going to fail? I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to help you. And I'm going to uphold you. The only you. way you fail is you walk away from the protection. It's mm -mm. the only way you fail. Mm -mm. It's the only way you mm -mm. fail. That's a lot of help. It is. This, guys, do you see that you could just take that one scripture and get full of faith? And in, you can attach 10 more scriptures to it to say the same thing. In one verse, he says, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm going to help you yeah. and I'm going to uphold you. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, say, you got a lot of help. You got a lot of help. You have a lot of help. You have a lot of help to be victorious. You have a lot of help to be victorious. Because that's what he eventually tells us. That's what he tells us in the second and last part of this. He says, remember my covenant with you. Father, I remember. It. I, I re remember. I remember your covenant. He says, remember my covenant with you. I am your father. He reiterates that again. He says, and you are my children. And now it is time. Somebody ought to say it's time. It's time. It is time it's for time. you to see the full benefit. It's time of me being your God. It's time. It's time. It's time for everyone. If we I, if we were in church, I would have you to find five people and high five them and, and say, tell them it's it is time. time to see the full benefit. It's time to see, the, time full time to see the full benefit. It's time to see the full benefit of God being your father. And we won't miss the full benefits because we're looking at the wrong right. thing. We're looking at God. We, what what did God say? His word said it. We believe it. That's what solidifies it for. This us. is so good. He says, "My he says for my supernatural is now at hand. It is now at hand. Faith is now. It's supernatural is now." He says, "So welcome it, walk in it, have faith in it, and, and rejoice, rejoice in it. it. 
as I walk with you or escort you, you into, into victory. victory. It's like somebody saying, hey, you're sitting in row F13. Let me take you to your seat. You know F13 is there. You may have to walk up some stairs. You may have to walk by some people say, excuse me, excuse me. You may have to go down a little further and say, excuse me to some other people. But when you get to see F13, you know what? Nobody's sitting in your seat. Why? Because it's got your name on it. God says victory. The victory that I have for you, it has your name on it. Victory has your name on it and it belongs to you. And I am a person who is a believer and a receiver. And I receive this word. I receive this word. I receive the word. I receive. Do you receive this word? I receive it. I receive this word. So the reason we want to surrender to God and change our focus is because God already knows where the seed is. He is. Yeah. God already knows where the yeah. seed is. So think about it. We're, we're imagine we're in a stadium, right? That we've never been to before. And we don't know where our seat or our section mm -hmm. is, right? We're wandering around trying to find our seat. And the usher's like, can I help you? Like, no, I got it. Why in the world would you not be like, no, this is my seat right here. Can you tell me how to get to my seat? This is the victory that God has for mm -hmm. me. God, I don't know the way to victory. I don't know the path, but you know the you path. You know God. You know You the path. know exactly where the you know exactly you know where my path. victory is. You know the path. And you said you're going to escort me to it. And I'm going to let you. Listen, this reminds me of a story um, that we heard that Pastor Jamal Harrison Bryant told. Oh, yeah. And I love this story. Jamal Harrison Bryant, Pastor Jamal, took his three daughters yep. to, I think it was Forever 21. Forever, some some store. Some store in the mall. Yeah. He took his daughters to Forever 21. They all had money. Yeah. And two of them went off to shop by themselves. Yeah. And one of them just stuck with her daddy. Mm -hmm. And when she stuck with her daddy, she he said that she would say, Daddy, do you think this blouse is cute? And he would say, yeah, baby, that blouse is cute. It'll look pretty on you. Get it. And then she would say, look at something else. And then he would say, baby, you like this coat? And she would say, yeah, daddy, I like this coat. She said, said, you think that coat look good on me, daddy? He go, yeah, I think it look good on you. You should get this he coat. He said, you should get this coat. And then she, it was some earrings. And he said, baby, them earrings will look good on you. And she would always say, daddy, you think these earrings will mm -hmm. look good on me? And he said, yeah, baby, get them. And when they got to the register, she had so much more stuff than her sisters. Mm -hmm. And her sister was like, why does she have so much more stuff? And he said, because she stuck with her daddy. Mm -hmm. Now, the truth of it is, did, did the other two girls get stuff? Sure. They did get stuff. But they, but went, they were, but they were self-reliant on the money that they had. They were self -reliant. The baby girl stuck with her daddy, and she knew by sticking with her daddy, she was going to be able to exceed any amount that they had on their own. And, she, and, and that is the lesson in it, that you learn to stick with your father. Stick with your father. Stick with your father. So if you and your father go in the store, yep. you don't walk over here. You want to walk. <laughs> Where your father is mm -hmm. walking, right? It's so funny because Canaan says, Canaan always says, she says, oh, I don't want to go shopping with you, mom. Now, the truth of it is, I'm a good buyer with Canaan, right? But she is well aware that if she can get you in the store with her, it's just literally no limits. Yeah. There is a store of life. And God is like, if you will walk with me, I will lead you exactly where you should be. And there will be no limits. No limits. I love what Tanya said. He my dad and I'm going to stick beside uh, him. Yeah. Listen, if he in Little Rock, I'm going to be in Little Rock. 
If he on this side of the store, I'm on this side of the store. If he say pray at noon, I'm going to pray at noon. I'm going to be wherever he is because anybody knows this, that if you hang with the daddy, if you hang with the daddy, the daddy covers everything. Yeah. Yeah. Abba covers everything. He does. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to stress. Some of you have been trying to figure out how you can fix yourself to come back to the Lord. You can't. Just come on back. Yeah. Just come on back. Just say, God, I messed up. I apologize. I, I, I got out here in them streets. I'm living like a prodigal and I want to come home. I love what Pastor Chris says. I'm no limits. I'm with the King of Kings. So we want to invite you to come back home because we want you to understand none of this works if you're just trying to go after mm -hmm. stuff. You have to come back and walk with the father. You have to live with the father and you have not gone too far to come back. Maybe you're thinking, man, I want to be a partner of Fellowship of Champions. You should be. This is a great church. Yeah. It's amazing things happening in this church. You can go to www.focchurch.com and you can scroll down to the partnership form and you can fill out a partnership form and say, I want to be a partner. But here's what I'm going to tell you. The champions, we gonna live real good in 2024. Mm -hmm. The champions, we gonna live real good in 2024. We gonna be healthy. We gonna be wealthy. We gonna be strong. We gonna represent him well. We gonna live on purpose. Yep. We gonna do the things he's called us to do, and we gonna have a lot of fun while we do it. Amen. We not just gonna have a good year. We gonna have a fun year. Amen. We gonna have a year. Full with his goodness and laughter and joy and fun. It's just going to be a beautiful year. And you should come on over here with us because it's good over here. It's good. Listen, it's good over here. I want to, as we get ready to close, I want to, I want those of you that are here, I want you to hang on. Don't, don't click off. I'm going to give you an opportunity to be a part of something that God has, has, has asked us to do. Stick uh, with us. Come on. This is good. Usually, uh, I was walking one day last week, well, not last week, it was actually before that. And many of you know that November 29th, Tuesday, November 29th is what they call our National Day of Giving. And typically we do that, we participate in that and we raise money for our scholarship. And uh, I was talking to God about what we should do this year. And the Lord told me he didn't want to do that. He said, I don't want you to do that. And I said, okay, not, not a problem. Um, a day or so later, uh, so you hadn't said I hadn't put anything out about it, hadn't said anything about it. The Lord said, I want you, as he was giving us, he had given me this guiding word. He said, I want you to invite the people to go on a faith journey. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to Pastor Sean about it. And he and I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me really, really clear yes. before you jump the gun. We have something we're gonna call our it's called Faith Project 2024. Okay. Faith Project 2024. And here's what I want you to do. I need a remnant, and I say a remnant because there's about a thousand people who have over time said that they are partners to Fellowship of Champions. Some of them are probably still here. Some of them may, may not be, but, but on our records, it's about a thousand people. I'm looking for 10% of those people, 100 people. I'm looking for 100 people to take this faith journey with us. And here's what the faith journey is going to be. Between now and June 30th, which is seven months, practically, seven months, I am asking a hundred people to believe God, to sow a seed, watch this, 
a minimum seed of $1,000 toward our faith project. Now, here's what I want you to hear before you do it, before you start thinking anything whatsoever. I don't want you to take it from your savings account. I don't want you to take it from your 401k. I don't want you to take it from any place you currently have it. This faith project for these hundred people are for people who are willing to believe God for seed to sow. Did you get that? For seed to sow. Between now and June 30th, you may sow it all at one time. You may sow it one over two times. You may sow it over a hundred times. I don't know. I don't care. What I care about is you not looking to yourself and saying, I want to be a part of this hundred. I got a thousand dollars. I'm going to sow it. Not unless God tells you to do that. Those who are going to go on this faith journey with us, I need a hundred of you to make the commitment. Here's how you're going to be able to make the commitment. Okay, I glad, I'm, I'm so glad to see you guys saying you're in, but here's how I know you're going to be in. There is a link that is posted in the Fellowship of Champions page and group. It's actually there right now. It was scheduled to go out. It's there now. There is a link there or there's a QR code. You have to go there and sign up. Once I have a hundred people on that list, I will come back to you and tell us I have our remnant. That remnant is going to make a commitment for a minimum of $1,000. Now, hear me. You need to ask God what he wants you to give. Okay? I know it's a, the, the minimum is a thousand. Some of you, he may tell you to give more. I know because I asked him and he told me to give more. I put my, my numbers there. He, in fact, he already told me when he wants me to sow my first seed. He said, after you go and spend time with Pastor Tony and Pastor Cynthia and you sowed your seed into their life, the next harvest that I give you, I want you to sow whatever that amount is. I don't know how much it is, but I know whatever it is, I'm going to sow it. I'm asking you to be that kind of believer with this. Do not just go, well, I got to pay another thousand dollars. No, 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 no. God said in his word, he will give us both seed and what? Bread. Bread. That means this should not diminish your income at all because we're believing God for harvest to sow and bread to eat while we do it. So again, I, I, I'm not asking you to go and look at your, your checking account. I'm not asking you to go look at your savings account. All I'm asking you today is to do two things. One, make the decision whether or not you want to be a part of this Faith Project 2024 community. And if you do, then I'm asking you to ask God what your amount should be, okay? A minimum a thousand. But if God tells you more, then that's what you put down on your on, when you fill out the form. That's what you put down. And I'm telling you, over the next seven months, you watch and see. My goal is that when we start in July to raise money for the scholarship, this faith project will already have one hundred thousand dollars in. It's already done because God told God told me to invite a hundred people to go on a journey. And I believe there will be 100 people to do it.
Well, you only need 98 because me and you was I only running. need 97. I think Ralph feels his out already. Okay, so we only need 97 people. But we need you to you to ask me to do two things. The third thing we need you to do is we really need you to go fill out that form. Oh, yeah. You got to fill out we, your form. That's, really I don't even know that you're a part if you don't do that. We really need you to fill out that form. And so our goal is that on July 1, when the scholarship starts, that we already have $100,000 that came from people that simply said to the Lord, where do I get it from? And, and, and let me say this. I'm not saying that $100,000 will be used for the scholarship. One of the things I think the Lord has been talking to us about was about paying off some debts as well. This is our faith project. OK, this is our faith. project. Not the church debts because not we don't have the any. church don't have any church. Debt. Don't have no I'm debts. talking about paying off some debts for some people. Mm. And so and so as God gives me more clearer direction about it, that this faith project 2024 is going to do a lot of things. And it's going to cause a great amount of glory to come to God. And it's going to help you because you're going to learn. See, we got to get out the, I say this all the time. We got to learn how to get out of the lab. We can't come in here and talk about believing God for seed and bread. And then we don't never take an example, an opportunity to do it. God said, here's your opportunity to do this. I want you to believe me for the seed to sow while I'm giving you bread to eat. And I believe for 100 people, God's going to do that. Listen, Yolanda said we down to 96. She said, y'all, listen, y'all run this. Because listen, let me tell y'all something. Oh, and when you, you go, to, when you go to, to give, when it's time for you to give, let me mention that. There is a place, and you need to make sure you do it there. Whether you give on Givelify, whether you give on Pushpay, whether you give on Tidely or Text to Give, okay? There is a, there is a, there is a fund code. F-U-N-D, a fund code that says Faith Project 2024. Don't give your tithe there. Don't give your offering there. You give your harvest to Faith Project 2024 as the Lord leads till you reach your $1,000 or whatever the goal is that God told you to give. Well, I'm just going to tell you, you didn't know this, but we're actually doing the fire conference in July. Oh, cool. So I'm going to suggest that what you want to do is you want to be here for the huddle but you mm. and the faith conference, but mm. you, I'm going to tell you, that's going to be a real ba celebration. I'm going to tell you this, that, that's going to be a that real based celebration. on what you just said right here. And when the faith, the fire conference is in for 2024, which is going to be in July, which will be partnered with the huddle. Like it was last year. Y'all want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. You want to yeah. be here. That's it's going to be on and popping. You're going to the supernatural is going to be accelerated in your life. This thing that God asked us to do, the, the remnant of us who join this project to do this. I am telling you, you need to get ready to see acceleration in your life. I, let me just say this, too, and we'll get ready to go. And thanks to all of you who are hanging on. We appreciate you so much. One of the things we want you to understand that, that you said to me that I really want them to hear. Learning to believe God for $1,000. God might tell you to take so much out of a paycheck. You might get a bonus. Somebody right. might walk up to you and give you $1,000. The reality of it is, is learning to hear, to God, hear God about your resources yes. over $1,000 prepares you to be able to hear it over $100,000 yes. because it's the same voice of God. Yes. So the reason we're inviting you on a faith journey 
is because what we have found sometimes is that some of you are struggling. You know the language, you know the words, but when it's time, you don't know how to recognize that you just got $40 and the Lord said 20 of it belongs to the faith project. Yes. And we want you to begin to practice that. So I'm encouraging you every time you get increased that you, when you get paid, when you get unexpected income, when you get birthday money, when you get anniversary money, that you literally say, God, what part of this belongs to the faith project? Yes. Does that make sense? God, somebody just sent me $37. God, what part of that belongs to the faith project? That is how we learn how to hear God in this scenario. We learn, and the, and if you can learn to hear for $1,000, you can learn to hear for a million dollars. But it's every time something comes in, we say, God, what do you, how, what, a, what, where's the faith project? And for some of you, for some of you, you may think $1,000, that's a big number. Remember what we talked about earlier. We don't look at the problem. Yes, we look at God. We look at God. And we're not asking anybody to go and, and do anything of their own self volition to, to sow a thousand dollars. We're telling you to believe God for seed, right? While you're believing also for bread. We're going to work on, if, if God says I give you seed to sow and bread to eat, then God will give me seed to sow in the faith project and to pay all my bills and, and do everything else I need to do simultaneously. God is big enough to do that. This is so good. Um, um, Chris said OSC understands this faith journey. Let's go. Let's go. OSC understands this. So we thank you for this. It's your opportunity to give, though. Yeah. It is your opportunity to give. And FOC is 100% tithing church and 100% serving church. 100% giving, 100% serving. Yes, absolutely. And we're super, super excited about what God is doing. We are full of expectation. We want you to make your way here on December 10th. We also want you to make your way here on December 31st. I told Pastor Edwin, we're going to throw him a party on either <laughs> December 31st or January 1st. So he is now involved in the planning because he wants it to be his kind of party. But we're going to throw him a party and we would love for you all to come to help us celebrate his 52nd birthday. Wow. We are so 52. You'll wow. be so old. Amen. <laughs> it's so old and so blessed. Amen. No, I thought you were going to say so old and then in, in a month you will oh, be so no, old with no, me, right? So That's why I said that, right? So And so we want to encourage you to come on the weekend of December 31st. We're going to throw a party. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have the best time. And um, we're just excited about how we're ending this year. We're excited about 2024. We're so thankful for all of our partners, our new partners, our faithful partners, our consistent partners. We love you and we want you to have an amazing week now as we go and you get ready to sow i need to know what is your takeaway from the guiding word what is your takeaway from the guiding word we want to hear what your takeaway is from the guiding word your opportunity to give give the five push pay timely text to give or paypal for our international partners right and we want to know what your takeaway is from the guiding word put the comments below while you're doing that, just a reminder that Guiding Word is now posted uh, in the Fellowship of Champions page and the Covenant Partners group. I encourage you to go copy it, uh, put it on a Word document, do whatever you need to do. Uh, later on this afternoon, I will share with you the scriptures that Pastor Sean and I shared uh, as we were talking through the Guiding Word. And I encourage you that as you're going through that guiding word, as the Lord gives you revelation and something pops up to you, go to the Fellowship of Champions page and share it. 
We, you know, let, let's become this, the, 2024, we need to be a community of encouraging one another, right? Every Once we get to our 100 people on our faith project 2024, I'm going to let you know we got 100. When we raise our first 10,000, I'll let you know. When we get to 25, I'll let you know. When we get to 50, I'll let you know. Listen, I'm telling you, and I, I'm glad to hear that that's, that that's going to coincide. I didn't know that. That's going to coincide uh, with the fire experience. Uh, in July, we didn't, uh, we didn't. Uh, but, but, but God knew, God knows how to work those things out. And I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. We're going to, that faith project is going to allow us to do some amazing things for some amazing people. Uh, and it's going to give so much glory to God. And it's going to solidify your faith. You're going to see, you're going to learn how easy it is to believe God for seed and bread. That's what I hope comes out of this. It, it becomes so easy for you to believe God for both seed and bread at the same time. I love it. People are saying God's got me in every area. Mm, yep. um, focus on God. Yep. For somebody said focus on God, not yep. the problem. Melanie says not to give my attention to trouble. Don't Keep trouble my attention, attention on God. God's got me. Yes. So many people are saying God has got yes. me. Destiny said no matter what is happening to focus on God. Focus on um, him. A couple of people said Chandra and Nietzsche said, hey, listen, he's our escort. Let him escort us into mm -hmm. the supernatural. Listen, we want you to meditate on this. I would really. Minus, he's my father cousin. He is my he is father cousin. He is my daddy. He is my father of <laughs> He can't be broken. I can't mess it up enough. He's Baby, my father listen. cousin. I just want to say I really love that father of covenant because really my kids have taught me what it means to have a father of covenant. And what I know is that when you walk with your father and obey your father, the sky is not even the limit. It's beyond yeah. that. It's infinity yeah. and beyond. Yeah. And so I'm so excited. We love you guys so much. We want you to attend all of the um, events this week, all of our services that are designed to help you grow, to walk in love, to live by faith and experience God's prosperity. As the as the as the guiding word is coming up for you, post it on social media. If I see it, I'll like it, engage yeah. it. Don't forget to sow today. Have an expectation for harvest. Don't forget to register if you're one of the 100. I believe that before the day is over, I believe we go have at least 25 before the day is over. That's oh, what should, I believe. We should at least have more than 25 people. At least uh, you, you, you got all you got to do is you get you just have to say yes. <laughs> all you have to do is say yes. This ain't got to be one of those things where you got to think, well, should I be a part? You want to be a part of this project 2024 faith community. You don't want you don't want to sit on the outside and, we already and, be, and be looking to see. Yeah, we, there, there's no reason. As soon as we get off of here, everybody ought to rush to that page and you ought to sit down. You ought to fill out your first, last name, your phone number, uh, your email, and put your pledge amount in there. And we we starting at a thousand. The pledge, minimum pledge amount is a thousand dollars. Seven months, God can surely do more than that. But at a, surely. surely. And Vita said, don't forget to watch the blood video. Yes. All right. Yes. We love you guys. We will see you tomorrow at Strategies for Success. Have an amazing day. Enjoy your family. Love you. Have a great day.